Hey, hey, hey! This is the Wow So Good podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here. Um, So this is a podcast where we talk about everything um, Jesus-related and how much our love for Jesus just shines through every day. And we talk about the one moment in our life that really just showed us how good God is. And it makes you really have that aha moment and say, wow, so good. So the scripture of the day is Matthew 12:35 and it says a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And I just love that scripture. Um it means so much to me because it really is just going to highlight what our special guest today is going to be talking about and she's really just going to be talking about that moment for her that really just recounts a time that God asked her to do something good for someone else and how that affected or changed her relationship with them. So I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. Um, So let's go meet her. So um, this is Lauren Bridges. She is our guest for today, and I'm so stoked that she's here today, and we get to have this Christian-based talk, so I'm really excited. Hey, Taylor. Yeah, I am super excited to be a part of this. I think that you starting this is such a great idea. You know, this is a time where we really need positivity, Mm, and we really just need to reflect on God's goodness and be thankful for all He's done. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lauren. Um, If you guys don't know who Lauren Bridges is, um, we are actually going to college together in the fall this year. And I'm so excited to get to go to college with her and, you know, just build new experiences because college is a really new experience for both of us (laughs) coming straight from high school and through this pandemic and this time of uncertainty. Um, So I'm really excited definitely to be able to embark on this adventure with her Um, and she's such a kind girl so sweet um, and so genuine and I'm so um, thrilled to hear what she has to say about what the Lord has done in her life well thank you for those kind words yeah I'm super excited about this fall it's funny to me that we haven't actually met yet just because we've been communicating so much but that's a really good thing I think that we've kind of got to know each other and other people that are going to our school I think it'll help us kind of integrate ourselves better but yeah, I'm super excited about that. And yeah, the whole quarantine thing, like that's, it's had me pretty down in the dumps just because I'm such an outgoing person and I love to be surrounded by people all the time. But I think it's been a good time. It's been a time of a lot of reflection and rest. So kind of a blessing in disguise. You know, I'd rather be able to live out the rest of my senior year, but oh well, I mean, it is what it is. And I've been trying to make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, I was... I remember I was definitely very down in the dumps. I specifically remember this one day. um, It was when our school, um, my high school, released um, the statement that we weren't, we were out of school um, when this all first happened. And I remember being so upset and like, sobbing. Like, I ran down to my mom and like, told her and showed her like, the email that we had gotten and I remember sobbing because I was like why is this happening to me I remember like very clearly being like I just I don't understand what I did wrong and the only thing you really can do is realize that like there was nothing we could do 
um, and to just go with it, you know, because that's what life is all about. I was talking to a really good friend of mine yesterday, actually, and he was telling me that um, I'm probably going to butcher what he told me, <laughs> but um, he told me that, you know, we're only living in, we've only experienced like 30% at the most of the rest of our life, um, us being as young as we are and a part of this generation. And um, he was saying that we haven't even experienced half of the heartbreak we'll experience in our life, but also half of the um, just joy that we'll feel, um, we're going to feel. And, um, you know, I always say um, Earth is is a piece of heaven, you know? Um, I feel like we often, you know, we fantasize about heaven and we're like, oh, what it would be like to be in heaven um, and how great that must be, which is true because our creator made heaven perfect. And I feel like sometimes we forget that our creator made earth specifically for us to live in it. And he created us to be able to survive in it. Um, But we have to realize that we can't survive without him. Um, But anyway, getting back on track, I did want to ask you the question that, you know, I'll ask all my guests. um, If you can just tell the audience what is a time in your life that you've really felt God's goodness present in your life. And one thing that he um, asked you to do for someone else and it really impacted you or that other person involved in a deep level and just share that with us and um, I'm really stoked to hear what you have to tell us. <laughs> yeah well first off uh, I totally relate to you on the school thing as soon as I heard that my school wasn't going to be going back I completely broke down. I've been going to that school for 14 years and I've been waiting for this last couple of months for so long and to have it all taken away was very humbling Mm, uh, because it's very important to know that even if you do feel in control of your life you have no control of your life and anything can happen and it taught me a good lesson it taught me to be grateful for things more than I am and to not take things for granted but yeah um, I have a really great story that I think will encourage people to step out of their comfort zone and yeah I'm really excited to share it yay (laughs) um I I really liked before we get into it I I just wanted to say I really like what you said about uh, that experience really humbling you and just um just really making us realize that we're never in control of our own life and that's what God wants he wants us to come to him before his throne and tell him hey, I can't do this on my own, so I need you to take control. I need you. Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, that was really good. Yeah, so the first thing that really comes to my mind when you say, like, an act of goodness is more of like a act of kindness. You know, you see those little random act of kindness things. But um, the story I want to talk about today kind of falls in a different category than that. Mm -hmm. So I've been playing tennis for a very long time now. And I've had the same coach pretty much the whole way. I grew up in a completely, like, submerged in Christianity household and school, actually. I go to a Christian school. So I'm just used to being around Christians. I'm used to being around people who love Jesus, or at least claim to. 
so whenever I first met this coach, obviously it doesn't come up like right off the bat. You're not like, oh, are you a Christian? You know, but right. you kind of get hints of things as you go along. And about a year after I started taking lessons from him, I guess when I was in about eighth or ninth grade, um, some somehow it just came up, you know, we were just talking and he was like, you know, I really just don't believe in God. I honestly, quite frankly, think that people who do believe in God are stupid and he went on and on about it and I kind of just didn't really know how to respond. I was taken aback because I'd never really been challenged in my faith before and so I kind of just mm-hmm. stayed quiet. Didn't like agree with him or anything. Like I didn't approve of what he was saying, but I didn't like, try and fight it. I just kind of nodded and went along with it because, I mean, it's the first time you've been like subjected to something like that. How do you respond, you know? Right. And a couple years go by and the subject begins to be more prevalent. I don't really know if it was a cognitive decision for either of us to start bringing it back up, but it just kept coming up. And I started to panic a little bit because here I am getting stronger in my faith, but I still really don't know how to answer these concerns that he's bringing up, like about the universe and about all of this stuff that just seems way beyond my thought process. I've just been taught to like trust in God, you know, like exactly logic is involved but um like i said before i think i mentioned this i go to a christian school and 11th grade we have dr arsenal anyone in my school when they hear that name they just think oh the bible guy i was really excited to have him as a teacher but i was kind of scared because he's known for being like very not hard like he doesn't have a hard class it's just very thought-provoking And as soon as I walked in, uh, I remember we all sat down and he asked, like, raise your hand if you have doubts about God. And pretty much everybody raises their hand and he's like, well, my goal, I know I won't be able to completely diminish these doubts, but I want to make you think about them and consider them and not avoid them. So I, I was very interested. This really piqued my interest because I've struggled with doubts a lot and I thought that this would be a very, very good opportunity for me. And it ended up being not only a good opportunity for me, but for other people around me. Mm, that's good. So in this class, uh, we just, I'm not going to get into all the arguments. Um, I'm just going to do a promotion right here, actually. Uh, this teacher I'm talking about has a program called Church for Skeptics. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. It is amazing. He is one of the best at proving the case for God's existence. Anyway, so he under his leadership, we're learning a lot. We're learning the Kalam argument, which is about the universe, the teleological argument, which is about creation, the moral argument. We're just getting a lot of stuff under our belt. And the next time I had a tennis lesson, I'm just talking to my coach, and uh, I said, oh, yeah, you know, he was just asking me about my day. I said, yeah, I did pretty well in a Bible test today. And he was like, oh, like made some retort about how the Bible's fictional or whatever. And I was like, you know what I learned today? And I just told him like one of the arguments. I don't even remember which one it was. And he was like, huh, that's actually really interesting. And we kind of actually had a good conversation. It wasn't completely one-sided. And I got in the car and I was like, wow, I actually held my own against this guy. Wow. And the next day at school, I went up to this teacher and I said, Dr. Arsenal, you won't believe what I did. And I told him, I said, I applied what you told me and it actually worked pretty well. And he's like, all right and I talked to him about it and he encouraged me and it started to become a thing you know like I would show up to tennis practice and he'd be like well what are you gonna teach me about today and we would sit (laughs) down and talk things over and it was very very beneficial for both of us because he was thinking about things in a different way 
and I was learning how to defend my faith. And hold on, I'm gonna try and turn up your mic because <laughs> I'm sure the audience is like, "What?" <laughs> the thing is, uh, I'm about to go off to college. I might not even see this guy again, but I've planted these seeds in his mind, and I don't think he would have ever thought he would consider Christianity as much as he has because of these conversations we've been having, which is really cool that even though, even if he never becomes a Christian, the fact that I was able to open up that can of worms with him and discuss it with him and really help him to actually consider that as mm -hmm. a viable wow. option is really good and not only good for him, obviously, but good for me. I feel like it's kind of a, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Um, I don't know, but anyway, I feel like we've both benefited from this, because, um, you know, when you say, like, a good thing, like, it's great to do acts of kindness and stuff, but when you really think about it, the thing that we're here for is to further the kingdom, and I was so blessed to be given this opportunity to minister to this guy, and even though I still haven't gotten the result that I want, which is him giving his life to Christ, it's really, I mean, obviously, it I wasn't trying to help myself. I was trying to help him, but it's really helped me. Uh, I think that really shows the power of helping someone else and doing good for someone else is it can really impact your own life as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. And this experience has obviously strengthened my relationships in so many ways because, first of all, obviously it has strengthened my relationship with my tennis coach because he now sees me as a person of more even footing than I was before when I just went along passively with whatever he says. Like, he actually respects my opinion now, which is saying a lot. And that has caused us to become closer. And also, there's this relationship that I have with my Bible teacher because I think it really, it's really good for him to see uh, his student acting out what he's been trying to teach. I feel like everyone needs that kind of encouragement, and I'm really exactly. glad that I've been able to provide that for him. And lastly, and most importantly, it's strengthened my relationship with God because um, just being able to share his word with somebody in a way that I'd never really been able to do before has opened my eyes to how good he is and how fortunate I've been to be surrounded by such a loving and Christ-centered environment. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love, I love <laughs> all of that. That was so great, Lauren. Um, I think... One thing people can take from this is that even the little things that you do on the daily, you know, the, um, like you said, helping someone get to know Christ or just answering a simple question for them can help them in the long run and to further um, the Lord's kingdom because um, it just really impacts a person more than you know. And even if he doesn't end up becoming a Christian right now, who's to say, um, we don't know what he, what his prayer life is like. We don't know what his daily day-to-day -day routine is. Um, so I think that's really important to know that everything you do makes a lasting impact on someone. I also think that that experience as a whole was very important to my spiritual life. And I'll look back on that as kind of a milestone because that was my first opportunity to really talk about the gospel to somebody who didn't already know about it. And I feel like the next time that that comes up, Maybe in college, you know, entering a new state of life, there's going to be a lot of people that I'm not used to being around, different Definitely. lifestyles and such, that I'll be able to be more confident and more articulate in what I say and 
maybe that outcome will be better than the last one, you know? I feel like experience is very key to becoming a good servant of the Lord in that sense. I also think it's not just experience that um, helps us all in our in our journey to becoming a better servant of the Lord and um, how to serve people better in our daily life, but it's also um, being new in Christ and you know, his mercies are new every day. Um, and I feel like a lot of people tend to think, oh, you know, when I become this age, I'll become wiser or smarter or more intelligent. And it's really not about age or per se experience. It's in my opinion, it's, it's knowing who you are in Christ and that can happen at any age. You know, um, I'm only 17, about to turn 18, um, but I'm only 17 and I think that some of us 17 year olds or 18 year olds can have more experience um, and more wisdom than uh, not to like disrespect elders, but like in all reality, some people are just not as wise as others honestly and um that's not to like shame anybody but it's the truth you know I feel like with experience does come wisdom in certain things because you know what not to do but also with wisdom comes just a different level of respect and also of yourself um if that makes any sense because I just feel like um what you were saying about, you know, a servant's heart, you know, or being a servant of the Lord. I feel like a lot of people feel differently about that. You know, some people think some things about being a servant of the Lord, or they truly just don't know what it means. And to give my own definition of being a servant of the Lord and having a servant's heart, and that's actually my main thing on my list of non-negotiables for my future spouse, because having a servant's heart I feel like doesn't mean that and I could go on about this for hours (laughs) it doesn't mean that it's not about the things that you do but the things that you don't do and the things how you're obeying Christ because God has called us to be believers and followers of him but he's also called us to be listeners and I feel like we don't touch on that enough it's so important to listen um because just like we listen to our parents and we're called to listen to our friends and listen to other people's opinions but also listen to ourselves and to God it's so important to listen to what he's telling you because even at the moment if you're like oh that doesn't sound like something I would do or that isn't that's not something I would want to do honestly sometimes we think like that we're like oh god do I have to you know um but I honestly think God is the funniest sense of humor because Sometimes what we don't want to do is the exact thing that we we thank ourselves for later, you know? And that's so funny because it's like, in the moment, you're like, I really don't want to do this, you know? And you're like, God, why are you making me do this, you know? But then later in life, when you look back, you're like, I am so grateful that God had me do that because that led me to this person that had me do this. It it boosted my career. It it helped me become who I am today. And I wouldn't be where I am today without that decision he had me make. So I feel like when we listen, it 
creates more of a bond between you and God, but it also makes more of a bond between you and others because it teaches you. God teaches you. And it says in the Bible, he is the greatest teacher. He is your teacher. And that's why he wants you to ask questions. He wants you to listen. He wants you to talk to him because you're in a relationship with someone. You're in a relationship with God, your creator. And how cool is that, honestly, to get to say, I feel like we don't touch on this enough. Like people overlook it and um, underestimate the power that we have. Like we have so much power on our hands. You know what I mean? Like we don't talk about this enough. The fact that we have the same power that has always been the same. It's never changing. God is never changing. And that's what we can find comfort in is the fact that the same God that created the earth in six days and rested on the seventh, the same God, the beginning and the end, the same God that rose his son from the dead, um, is the same God that lives within us every single day. And I feel like the power that we have is that we get the, we get the power of being able to say, Hey, I know who I am through Christ and I know that the creator of the universe the creator of everything created me so individually and uniquely and took time to craft me and knows me by name so yeah I do think that experience definitely does play a huge part in making us a better servant for God and furthering his kingdom but also just knowing who you are in Christ and knowing him um, and his character furthers his kingdom and it and it makes us a better servant because because even if you are five years old but you know god you are a good servant of the lord you are you are doing what it takes to further his kingdom um if you are 60 years old and you are preaching the word speaking the truth every day all day um studying the word that makes you a good servant you are serving him by listening and um that's something that we don't think about often yeah i definitely agree with you on that one and just referring to i don't know the reference but whenever paul says you know we are all together the body we all have different ways that we show um our faith so i think that's the perfect example of having a servant's heart everyone goes about that a different way and it's really cool to see all the believers come together in that sense And yeah, listening is so underrated because, yeah, I talked earlier about talking to God, but that's only 50% of it, uh, or it should be 50% of it. Most people want to take about 95% of their time just talking to God, asking God for things, hopefully thanking God for things as well. But I feel like most people, when they think about prayer, they think of, God, can I have this? Can I have that? That should only be a small part of it. Honestly, I think most of your time with God should just be listening. And it takes time to really get good, per se, at listening or just to really feel in touch with God. But once you do, that's, you're right, that's a power. Like having the creator of the universe on your side, it's something that I value every single day and oftentimes take for granted. Right. And going back to what you said about how most people view prayer, I think that's really important because I was reading something the other day. It was probably my Pinterest board. (laughs) Um, But I was reading something the other day and it was so interesting. It said, if you woke up one morning and you only had what you thanked God for um, the previous day or something like that, what would you have? 
And it was sad because some people were like, I would have nothing because they didn't thank God for something every day. Um, And I think that's something we all need to work on, honestly, is a lot of the times what we get from God or what we should be thanking him for are some things that aren't tangible. Most things that we get from him that we should be thanking him for are the intangible things. What I like to thank him for every single day is protecting me from things that I didn't know I needed to be protected from Um, because our angels are always working and you never know, you know, something could have happened to you that he prevented and there's always something he's helping you with. So it's important to just always thank him for something so what i like to do immediately when i wake up just say thank you god for waking me up this morning thank you um for restoring me for um giving me complete health and i i speak prosperity over my body and preventing sickness and just all of that you know um but anyways um this was a great chat (laughs) we should probably wrap it up now but this was an amazing chat i'm so glad i got to talk to you lauren um and we will be available for any questions um, if you want to DM either one of us to our Instagrams. Um, and yeah, we, we can close it in prayer. I'll close us in prayer right now. And um, yeah, Lord, we just we just want to come to you right now and thank you so much for giving us this platform where we can talk to you freely and without judgment and just be able to always come to you in our time of needs um and just when we want to talk to you because you are our best friend you're always there for us and we appreciate you so much um and we just thank you for just loving on us every single day and we love you back um and we thank you for giving us the right words to say that will reach the people that you know we need to reach with this podcast and I thank you for just blessing us um, every day um, and your mercies being new every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Great talk, Taylor. I really enjoyed being on here. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Um, I really hope that God continues to bless you and that he will allow this podcast to flourish. I'll definitely be tuning in, and I really can't wait for this fall. Thanks so much, Lauren. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Wow So Good. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Wow So Good Podcast. Love you guys.